Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one, except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's the podcast that's got more creaks and groans than a haunted house. It's guys of a certain age. Robbie Koblenz in studio alongside Arch Haunted House. And Jay Reed. <laughs> that's scarier. That's even scarier. How are we doing, guys? We're, this is the first time we've been together in, what, three or four weeks? The guys are back three in weeks, town. Three weeks, yeah. The guys three are weeks. back in town. Who are you and what have you done with Jay? Because you don't sing on this show. Well, except when you do. Well, and the, when when we perform live, I, I sing. That's yeah, right. That's right. But we're closer which to death than a lot. How closer are we to the 300th episode? We can do that again. We're almost at 250. Yeah, wow. wow. Yeah, so this may be... The last one, I think. <laughs> yeah. 249, 248, 249. So anyway. Awesome. Art, have you got a geek yet? I don't. Maybe Jay can go. <laughs> Jay, do you have a geek? I do. Let's right. jump. I have a variety. I have, I have backups. I have. Oh, maybe you can just backups. do all the geeks. I've got a geek. So let's jump into geeks of the week because apparently okay. Day, Jay's got enough for everybody. I got you back. I got you back. Go. Want me to go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. by the time so, this, <laughs> by the time this we airs, need you to get in front. In front. <laughs> I'm not used to being in the front of the line. Uh, um, so this is food related. I think it's really cool. I wish it had happened here. And by the time this airs, it will be long past, but that's okay. Uh, story of my life. Subway has come up with a promotion for their, uh, they have like a new set of sandwiches, the heroes or the, the something, yeah. the beast or something. Oh yeah. And uh, so they, they built a blimp, the subway blimp. It looks like a large sandwich. Um, no kid. Uh-huh. And Kansas City, Orlando, and Miami were the three cities chosen uh, for the flyovers. And so you could sign up to ride the blimp. There's like it would hold six guests at a time. They they the way they worded it, it was it's called Subway in the Sky. They worded it with as diamonds. If, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, as a restaurant, but then when you look at the video, it's like you know they can barely squeeze six people into yeah. this little cab or whatever they call it on a gotcha. blimp. Uh, but the idea was you go up in the blimp and, and fly around the city and you get to test the flight of new sandwiches that Subway is, ah, is pushing. Well. Um, so it was in Kansas City earlier in the month of September. It was in Orlando this week, which is where my daughter and son-in-law live. She was unaware of it until I told her about it today, which was two days after the Subway blimp was there. But... Um, Ironically, we were coming back. I picked her up today in Tupelo when we were coming back. She goes, oh, my coworker said something about the blimp. She had just seen it. Um, and then it's going to be in Miami this weekend. So I don't, I couldn't see how much it cost to do it. She was saying it wasn't, um, her coworker said it was free, I guess, if you first come, first serve sort of thing. But, um, yeah, if you got a ticket, you could go up for however long and eat your sandwiches and come oh. out with your swag and, uh, and see cool. the city from the subway blimp. What I don't understand is – why you invest so much in in a blimp and then only do it three times? Yeah, you know it seems like you would you would do more with that. Probably the life expectancy of it. Well, that could be. It, it wasn't <laughs> like a Hindenburg made, size made, uh, made by the same the manufacturer of Hindenburg. That's right. But yeah, so subway blimp. I hope you got to do it if you lived in those three cities. If not, you know what ifs. There's always uh, there's always Jersey Mike's, right? Yeah, yeah, Jersey Mike on the street side yeah instead of in the sky what else you got you said you got backups do you have one yet i do have one yes well let's go with arts okay 
uh, comic book world, Marvel Comics. This is actually a comic book announcement, not a movie announcement, which is kind of odd. But they are doing a Planet of the Apes prequel series in comic book form. There'll be four issues of it. And I was thinking at first it was going to be something that um, tied into the latest iteration of the Planet of the Apes series. But no, it's going back to the original uh, movie with uh, Charlton Heston and Roddy McDowell. Um, And it's called Beware the Planet of the Apes. Beware the Planet of the Apes. And so it's a a prequel. I guess it tells how this all came to be. Do we not know that already? Is that, well, we do that? know that, yeah. I mean, we, we know from the movies how it came to be. But we know from the... Well, I guess the recent movies are actual prequels to the Charlton Heston movie. Well, you know, they thought... <laughs> <laughs> well, so... <laughs> the, the virus Art's that killed... pretty emotional about it. And yeah. those were his last words. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, they, they in the first movie, there's a, a picture from either a newspaper or... a television thing or both that has a ship that looks a lot like Charlton Heston's ship. And so you think, okay, that's just launched. So this is all building up and, and eventually they'll get back to where, which I think would be really cool if they did that. I mean, they're, they're working on a fourth movie in that series. Yeah. Which I've enjoyed. Have I have a, uh, Charlton Heston come around, come yeah. running down the beach. You blew the bleep bleep thing up. How do they get Mark Wahlberg back? No, man, that Tim Burton version. Ugh. Yeah. That was horrible. It was not a good movie. It was not a good movie at all. Did you remember the Mark Wahlberg, Tim Burton version? Jay, as I look at you. sort of. Charlton seen, Heston was in it. it. Charlton Heston is in that movie. He had a cameo. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. I don't remember it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I watched it, but I don't remember it. It wasn't. I may even own it. Who knows? You probably have it. That's right. <laughs> You've got it on VHS, probably. <laughs> yeah. Four by three, non-widescreen VHS. So. so is the comic going to, or do you know, is it going to be sort of a rehashing of, of those prequel movies or just, or we don't, you, we just know. We don't know at this point. And what the artwork looks like is it showing, um, hang on, let's say, Into the Forbidden Zone, a hostile world run by aggressive gorillas, scientists Cornelia and Zero are the only apes, this is from Geek Tyrant, by the way, only apes alive to see value in the mute, dumb human race. So I guess it's really more, the events leading up immediately to Heston okay. Landing as opposed to how the, the world came to be. I got you. Okay. So it's kind of like, you know, the years or months ahead of time before Charlton lands. Okay. Or Taylor lands. And is it canon? <laughs> canon Planet of the Apes. Because nobody yeah. beats a canon deal. Nobody. Nope. Our first sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a sponsor at all. So, but anyway. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Did you guys read the Percy Jackson books by Rick Rordian? Did not. Did you? I think s- I read one or two. Jacob I, read them all and has them, so I think I read one. I or think two. I saw one of the movies. Yeah. So the most notable thing about the movie was the fact 007 becomes a centaur. Yes. Pierce Brosnan mm-hmm. is a centaur. He looked pretty ridiculous. The first, they did two movies. They were not very well. Um, they weren't very well received, shall we say. Yeah. So folks had talked about it. It was um, kind of a cash grab to kind of grab the Harry Potter right. audience. The books are actually really good. I own them all. Well, so Disney Plus has decided, hey, we're going to try it again. Really? Um, and so Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the miniseries is scheduled to premiere on the Plus, the real Disney Plus, December 20th. Okay. Uh, this year. So the first it's already been produced. And yeah, the first trailer j- just dropped. Okay. Uh, so the first the I, they were done with principal photography and mm-hmm. 
all the things that you would need writers and editors for. Now it was just editor. I mean, writers and actors. Now it's just editors and AI to make it happen. Yeah. So, but okay. uh, it's going to drop in time for Christmas, so you could watch it, Jay, okay. over Christmas break. If you roll. still, if you still have Disney Plus at that point, you may have I'm, cut it by that. So it's no, a limited probably, series. It's a series. Yeah. Okay. So there, it's. It, the the plan is to do five ten episode seasons, I believe. Oh, okay. That, that many books there are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, not unlike what HBO Max is talking about doing with Harry Potter, because it'll recast yeah. the entire Harry, Harry Potter yeah. cast and try to be a little bit more faithful to the books, I believe. So. Okay. But I'm kind of looking forward to it because I thought it was pretty a pretty clever version of of the Olympian gods, you know, kind and, of a retelling of those, reimagining of those. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I remember from the from the one movie I saw. So you know, their their what their deal was was Mount Olympus moved to America as part of the New World because of New Thought, because of all oh. these new things happening and and mount olympus was actually at the top of the empire state building i believe if i remember wow i don't remember that but that sounds familiar yeah Yeah. and then uh the the entrance to hades was actually in la how about that that's kind of yeah a little uh little uh, subliminal little messaging there yeah Maybe not so subliminal not so subliminal after all that's right but, liminal uh, liminal or <laughs> super liminal super liminal or above, above liminal. yeah or just liminal so. normal liminal Maybe but blimp is super way no, right. Sorry. what so super anyway go ahead sorry call sub. back super wow. super way instead of a subway way, so yeah. blimp would be a super way this would be a good time for the crickets. <laughs> Which one's be, the crickets? This, this would be a crickets? good time just to kill my mic, I think. It's probably... <laughs> and there were the crickets. I feel like so. I should be around a campfire. Boy, it, I, I feel like a Bob Ross should be painting somewhere. Oh. <laughs> Happy yeah. little trees. Happy little trees. I think there's a movie about him yeah. coming out if it's not already out there. Well, there's Rowan a movie. Wilson, right? He doesn't play Bob Ross. He plays a Bob Ross character oh yeah he's a little okay. bit it's, it's, i just saw the picture and it oh looks yeah just it's like him. him i mean it's yeah. obviously him but i i, I it's a i thought it was going to be like a biopic well yeah biopic <laughs> i was trying to come up with that word myself bioepic bio i say that uh, biopic 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 i guess is a okay. eye condition but uh <laughs> Myopic. Myopic. Yeah, that's what we are here in the show. So, well, hey, are you guys caught up on Ahsoka? I was going to do my. my, Yes. So, impression. We'll do an Ahsoka uh, unpack in a couple weeks, but has it gotten better for you? I thought the last episode was better, but I do think it's definitely geared towards people that have seen Clone Wars and Rebels. Did I not warn y'all? You did 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 warn us. That go ahead and watch. In fact, there is a list of Clone War and Rebel episodes that you can watch to get caught up. And I may go back and rewatch it after I do that. What'd you think about Thrawn? I like Thrawn. I didn't know what to expect, really. I mean, he was okay as Thrawns go. (laughs) But don't get me started about prawns because I know all about prawns, but I'm not really experienced with prawns. So, how many episodes? This is the question I had. As I've, we've, this is episode six. We just I think it's eight right. episodes. So it's eight. Yeah, eight. I just can't see eight is enough. How they're gonna? I think they really should have brought Thrawn in about four episodes ago. Yeah. I think you should have shown. I mean, just you think about the original movie. You saw the bad guys, and you'd see scenes with the good guys, and and this is just like there's. Five episodes? We said this was six. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. been five episodes where we haven't seen the big bad yet. We've seen the underling folks, but we the 
Thrawn was one of the main reasons we wanted to watch. Right. To have him just show up now. That's kind of what I was thinking. It was only because some of these short series have been only six episodes. Yeah. And I was afraid that they were going to introduce him and then, and then yeah. that was it. One yeah. of the speculations is Thrawn is not the big bad. Oh, he's not. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because Thrawn was. Ezra in- is. No. <laughs> no. Leroy Brown. <laughs> Baddest man in, in the, the whole damn galaxy. Um, they're. In the uh, in the Timothy Zahn books, the original books that introduced Thrawn, he was always concerned about an extra galaxy threat. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, something from another galaxy that would invade upon the galaxy far, far away that we know as the Star Wars mm-hmm. galaxy. So there's speculation that he could be coming back to defend against yeah. that. Because Thrawn became kind of a sympathetic character in the, yeah. the books. I mean, you know, he was he was still a bad guy, but at the same time, he had. You know, a purpose that was defending the whole galaxy, but yeah, for his own ill-gotten gains, yeah. I guess. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, in uh, the in the other guy, I, his name's escaped. The 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 former Jedi, Bullock, 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 the the Balin Skull, that one, okay. Balin Skull. Yeah, Ooh, I couldn't uh, get boy, I, I could not I come up with that. Pick right, I wasn't going to try that. That one. That was great to watch. You notice I can get the Star Wars names; I can pronounce them correctly. <laughs> oh, Have you noticed? Oh, we wouldn't know. I wouldn't know if you yeah. got them right or not. Yeah. So Balin Skull, Ray Stevenson, is talking about Ray. looking for something bigger. Yeah. on the planet. So maybe that has something to do with it too. It's a, as a bigger bad, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe that. Yeah, they Ray Stevenson. To that. Ray Stevenson's character is phenomenal. Yeah, he really is. I, I forget how much I like him as an actor. One thing I'll point out, and then we'll go to a break because we're going to do game shows next, <laughs> uh, is how the duel between Balin and Ahsoka was the first time we saw a Jedi with a more traditional knight fighting attack. If you, you know, he's got a big lightsaber. He holds it like a two-handed bastard sword. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Mrs. Reed. And he's doing large swaths Mm -hmm. as opposed to the more martial style that Ahsoka has. Yeah. And uh, so that's the first time we've seen kind of a non-martial UFC style Jedi fight. So... But uh, I like his character. I mean, I, we'll see how he turns out to be super bad or super so, good, but yeah. I like it. You his... know, the actor has passed away. Really? Yeah. yeah that's why I said Ray Stevenson, oh. rest in peace. Oh, I was thinking, you know, Mississippi yeah. Squirrel Revolver, he's come a long way. Yeah. That's yeah. Ray Stevens, though. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's, that's terrible. I had no idea. He died right before Ahsoka premiered. Yeah. And the first episode is dedicated to him. Now, he was in Rome, which was the HBO series, which was mm. unbelievable. And that was kind of the series that started off the, the the golden age of television on HBO. That's where I first remembered him. But then he was one of Thor's merry band. Yep. And uh, Thor 1 and Thor 2. Mm-hmm. I forget his name. He was, yeah, one of the ones that wasn't replaced. Yeah. Um, He's I great. I can't remember his name either. Great. Oh, just sad. absolutely. Okay. So he did the, so he did Marvel and Star Wars, you know. He's done something else too, right? I mean, did he, he wasn't in Game of Thrones, I guess. I don't think he was in Game okay. of Thrones. That would be the trifecta, right? I think Rome must be what I'm thinking about with the yeah. HBO connection. Yeah, because he was a uh, Roman legion who kind of went off and did his mm. own thing. And he was great. He was one of the main characters. So mm. Rome should have, they should have given him another, another season. So... All right, speaking of seasons and game shows and all that stuff, The Price is Right, maybe the podcast will be up next. And we're back, and we're going to talk game shows because this was prompted a few weeks ago by the passing of Bob Barker, correct? Right, yes. Yep. And we realized that we haven't talked about a significant influencer upon our childhoods, which was 
game shows because you know you both know that when you stayed home sick from school you watched the prices right that's right absolutely that was part of it yeah. right you know so what what game shows were influential what were your favorite game shows did you ever try to become a contestant on one never tried mm. to become a contestant on no. one you know, Becky keeps saying I need to go on Wheel of Fortune. And I'm like, I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> why, why does she think you should go? I don't know. Just because we're sitting there and solving the puzzles, you know. But I'm like, once you're there, you'd never be able to do it. No, no <laughs> yeah. you probably wouldn't. Yeah. What about you, Jay? Well, Price is Right definitely was sort of the anchor, I guess. I mean, that's the one that was in the middle of the morning. That's It was like an hour long, you know, or whatever. It was, it was the one that everything else was kind of based around. What I remember most though i think is to tell the truth and that's a much Ooh, older one yeah. yeah and i probably saw it i know i was researching it and it it's had various lives along the way and yeah. i haven't watched any of the most uh-huh. recent ones but but the old ones with kitty carlisle oh yeah joe garagiola and uh-huh. all those i remember those at least i remember the format and, and everything pretty vividly yeah uh and, and then there was a movie the what's the dicaprio movie now you see it now, now you see me yeah, um, where he was actually on that, the guy that he portrayed that was a comic. Oh, yeah, man. that's right. Oh, yeah. that was uh, uh, Catch uh, Me If You Can. Catch Me If You yeah, Can, right. yeah. yeah. Great and, book, by the way. Okay. Great really movie, I like the movie as well. The movie was great, and then and the part of the movie was to tell the truth, because yeah. he was on there yeah. and kind of telling that story. So that's the one that I really probably remember the most. We were big, uh, so I saw Bob Barker and Truth or Consequences first and can remember that, but definitely let's make it. I mean, uh, let's make a deal. Was another one that for yeah. us was Monty, kind of a, uh, yeah. Yeah, Monty Hall, yeah, Monty, Monty Hall. Hall, yeah, and the lovely Carol Merrill is in in front of door number three, which you want. I was thinking about that. You know that that's a game show that still has vocabulary in our current vernacular. Uh-huh. I mean, we still say what's behind door number one or door number yeah. two, yeah. and and I'm guessing it had to come from that. Oh so, yeah, I mean Absolutely. that's it's something that. Has stuck in our yeah, culture. and of course it's still being made. Wayne Brady's the host right, yeah. Now, I but, like Wayne Brady, uh, yeah, but always loved that show. Prices, uh, Prices Right certainly was in there. One of my favorites was, and this was later, was uh, Match Game, ah, which and mm-hmm. which I didn't realize had been an earlier game, and they brought it back like an earlier game from the fifties and sixties, and was not nearly as risque as it was when it came back, and then <laughs> it's been it's been brought back again and is even more risque. In fact, that seems like to be all that it is. But yeah. I forgot about that. I but remember. Uh, it was it was you know it was one of those that you go should we be watching this with should your parents yeah. or well your they kids? were you know they were you know we, this would usually come on after we uh, either the summer when they were at work. Or, you know, maybe it came on right when we got home from school or something, because it was something we got to watch, I remember, without being sick. And it wasn't it Match Game 76? Yeah, they yeah. gave it the year name every... And I think when they first brought it back to differentiate it from the prior version of it, they gave it the year name, and then they cha- did it every year, you know, updated every year. So game shows were kind of, kind of in three segments. You had your morning game shows that uh-huh. happened either before, right before soap operas. Yes. You had your uh-huh. late afternoon syndicated game shows. That's mm-hmm. where Jeff De- Jeopardy rose to fame. Uh-huh. Then you had your 6.30 after the local news game show. And for years, for years, that was Family Feud. Yeah, it yeah. sure was. With Richard, Richard Dawson. Dawson. I yeah. love that. I'd forgotten that. Yeah. 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 And then after. And Steve Harvey does a great job with that too, but, but Richard yeah. Dawson. Yeah, there have been several so that. you'd have Wheel of Fortune on I sometimes I guess your CBS network you would have Family Feud and then some folks would program counter program those two with reruns of Andy Griffith yeah that's what CBS here has Andy Griffith and NBC has Wheel of Fortune yeah and it's like you know 
after we had how old every, do you how old do you want to feel yeah that's right and yeah. so it's like I, I can't remember when we changed over i think becky had felt like we felt like we've seen every episode of andy griffith including <laughs> the color ones you know 10 times each so let's move to something else so i think that's when we changed over and my wheel grandmother was a big wheel watcher fortune yeah. and I, this should have been my Geek of the Week, Vanna White has just decided to re-sign with Wheel of Fortune as a letter turning for a substantial raise. I don't know how much it is, but, you know, it's a pretty good gig. She can buy a lot of owls. That's uh-huh. a pretty yeah, that's right. Yeah. She can pretty buy good, a lot of good, good one there. Yeah. Remember when Wheel of Fortune used to be, you didn't get money, you got you got something you could, you know, you would buy prizes. Yeah. That show this. That's when mm-hmm. Chuck Woolery was hosting it. Yeah. Wow. That's throwback. So, so he's bounced around a bit, too. To me, my favorite game show, I've got, I've got three I'll talk about. Um, Jeopardy, because yeah. I was a quiz bowl mm-hmm. nerd, and Alex Trebek was just the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So, and uh, never ever, I always wanted to try out for Jeopardy, never had the guts to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I loved when Ben Stein's money on the Cobney Show. I forgot oh, about wow. that. Yeah. 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 So Ben Stein, you know, um, his, famous, his most famous line is Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Ben Stein is a practicing lawyer, taught law at mm-hmm. some Northeast law school, but was also on Richard Nixon's staff right. in the White House. He was a an advisor, maybe a speechwriter. I think it was a speechwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he had his bona fides, and uh-huh. uh, I loved to win Ben Stein's money. Mm-hmm. So, and then the thing that I watched MT. MTV for probably more than anything at one point was remote control. Yeah. With yeah. Ken Oberman. Right. So, yeah. Jenny McCarthy at one point, I think, was on that. And, and Jimmy I, Kimmel came out of that. Yeah, sure. Did. I mean, like I said, this, it's it's amazing to look back and go, what? No, no, no. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel was on Win Ben Stein's Money. That's okay. what it was. I think yeah. Adam Sandler may have been Adam on Sandler came control. out of Remote Control. Yeah. But there were some good, I mean, those those were fun shows. A friend of mine was actually on Remote Control. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I think he won the whole thing. I yeah. don't know. I'll have to talk to the Biddle. I can't remember. But uh, Jimmy wasn't like the other kids. Yeah, that's right. So, but Remote Control was great. It was really good. Very yeah. avant garde. Uh-huh. Do you remember Remote Control? I remember the name. I don't think I ever watched it. Yeah. I'm not sure Mrs. Reed allowed me to watch MTV. What was the one with Chris Hardwick? Oh, or did he take over remote control? No, he did something different. Maybe that was by, by the time McCarthy, remote control the way, came out, you would have been at Ole Miss. Oh, okay. School. Was she telling then you I what was, to watch? Then? I was too busy studying. Oh, oh. yeah, right. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> sure, that's what they also all like the ten thousand dollar whatever denomination. Yeah, I would pyramid. notice that I was going through the like the ranker top shows of the uh-huh. different decades, and it was like. The ten thousand dollar, the twenty thousand dollar, the twenty five thousand dollar pyramid, uh-huh. the fifty thousand dollar pyramid, <laughs> adjusted for inflation. Yeah, right. and of yeah. course they've got new versions of most of all these shows. There's a new version of Password, which I don't care for. I, I liked the original Password, uh, but this one is is just almost too celebrity driven. But um, but the original Password with Alan White and, and Betty White often a guest on there would be oh fun. man yeah yeah Hollywood yeah. Squares. I was going to say Hollywood. Oh my Squares. gosh! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always wondered how how did they have stairs or a ladder they had to climb up. I think on. you yeah. can see from some angles, like behind the scenes stuff. There's stairs, but it looked. Well, I mean, sometimes you know, they would move occasionally to do you know just to do something. Stupid. I always felt sorry for the people that were two or three to a square. It's like you know the Hudson brothers are up there and they're like <laughs> piled into this thing and you're going good grief. But like Wally Cox, Paul Lynn, wait, uh, oh, Paul Charles Lynn. Nelson yeah. Riley is yeah. always Charles the Nelson. center square. Charles okay. Nelson. And some of these folks. You didn't know from anything other than the game show they yeah. were on, right? I mean, you go back now and you'll see, okay, they were in old movies, but yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, you were going like, is this person famous for anything other than being on Hollywood Squares? Being semi-famous to be on Hollywood Squares. Yeah, there was a lot of that. I was looking at some of the, to tell the truth, people like Kitty Carlisle, and you look at their resume, and they're actor, dancer, singer, and it's got all these things, but but I know them from the game show. And a lot of the New York-based early movies, uh, early game shows, had theater people as opposed to, um, to, you know, Mm-hmm. television and, and right. movie actors because they would be available during the day, you know, and right. of course they would shoot, you know, they, they'd go and they shoot several episodes yeah. of the, you know, mm-hmm. the show at one time. Well, they were saying that one of the, to tell the truth seasons was filmed like at the Ed Sullivan theater. Which yeah. Is now where Letterman yeah. was filmed. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of a cool little factoid. Yeah. Cause I think Jeopardy would try to do four or five episodes a day. Mm-hmm. So try to knock it out. Now, nighttime game shows were usually something reserved for summer, for summer break. Yeah. So, and that's become something that's happened more and more as a, as a way for the networks to get pretty cheap Yeah, that's where you saw these resurgence of uh, rebooted game shows. It was, yeah. lot, it was oftentimes just a summer replacement for, you know, for something that was off the air. But to me, the, the show that kind of resonates most for that, and, and I remember early teen I mean uh, early 20s they would they would take board games and make game shows out yeah. of them for uh-huh. summer runs but uh, who wants to be a millionaire that's what I was thinking about yeah, too nighttime that was yeah. just I mean that, that you talk about a, a show that really became part of our cultural mm-hmm. you know, experience our zeitgeist or whatever who wants to be a millionaire I mean you know you want to use a lifeline uh-huh. you know, so yeah I uh, I actually know the second guy who won a million on that. Wow, Kim Hunt. He graduated from state. He came through when I was in school, mm-hmm. and I think he may still be the only person to ever beat me in Trivial Pursuit. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, uh, Becky always said you need to try out for that, and you try out for that. I said, okay, I will know something that you don't know, and so that makes you think I know stuff. But they'll ask me something like you know a geography question <laughs> that everybody, oh, that's the easy one, and I'm like, you've lost a million dollars on it. You know? Where's so, Ethiopia? What yeah, continent I don't is know. Ethiopia on? So. How many? cups are in a gallon i don't know <laughs> eight is it eight cups in a gallon uh, i think it's 16 16 uh-huh. yeah two cups in a pint eight pints in a gallon that sounds right no sounds uh-uh right. a pint's less than gallon this 64 is, this ounces is yeah <clears throat> sorry so that's eight cups eight times eight yeah yeah right. it's 64 that's right that's right so eight cups in a gallon maybe a half gallon i'm not sure yeah i think it's well if we only had a device <laughs> <laughs> So one thing I found too, just talking about the people. But instead, we have a sheet of paper. A sheet of paper. (laughs) I have a little notepad, a handwritten note from uh, from uh, yeah. um, Just talking about the people who were maybe started out in game shows. We talked about a lot of people. A lot of people end up on game shows after their career. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, there's a game show called Who Do You Trust? Uh And one of the original hosts was Johnny Carson. Uh And in the beginning of the show. He had a, I think the guy's name was Bill Nemo or Nemo was the announcer. And uh-huh. then after he was a captain in his spare time, <laughs> after a certain number of months that he left and the announcer that took his place was Ed, Ed McMahon. McMahon. Yeah. So, you know, from that point on, Johnny and They're Ed stuck were together. Were together. Yeah. But they started out on a game show. Uh-huh. Who do you trust? Who do you trust? Who do you trust? I don't Joker. remember that one. The Joker. That's all I remember. He says, that. oh, I haven't, I haven't seen the show. I just thought it was a cool little fact. Is that Steve mm-hmm. Miller? Huh? No, it's a joker. Okay. Yeah. Did y'all watch- Where's the crickets thing? Uh, yeah. Self-cricketize. Self <laughs> the pompadus of love. What is the pompadus of love? Do you know, know what the pompadus? Never- pompadus? Pompadus of love from the 
Some people call me more. I can't sing that. Does I speak of the pompadous of love? I'm a joker. I'm a joker. Y'all Google that on your phones. Let me know. Steve Miller. I know the song. I just don't want to look up pompadous on my own. Well, if you look up the logo, nobody really knows what it means. Okay. Yeah. Um, the pompadous of love. So we're talking about the pompadous of game shows. Yeah. So all-time favorite game show for for you three. Go ahead, Jay. <laughs> all-time favorite. I don't know that I have a favorite. You don't have a favorite. Yeah. You collected them all, didn't you? I got, I, another I, one that I came up with was Tic Tac Doe. Can we Do count the Running one? Man game <laughs> show? Press your luck. Oh yeah. No whammy. No whammy. No whammy. No whammy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And there's Probably a bunch the, of those that were, you know, kind of owned for a couple of years, you yeah. know. Uh, and what well, the newlywed game? Yes, that also introduced some vocabulary into the cultural oh, yeah. vernacular. Oh yeah, I, some of the stuff that you go, oh, there's no way that actually happened. You look back, and now they've got a YouTube clip, uh, clip of, it and you go, oh my gosh, it actually happened. Yeah. What uh, tic tac doe? Tic tac doe. Yeah. Yeah. Was that Wink Martindale? Yeah. Yeah. Who I met years ago. Yeah. Cool. Wink's from Memphis, isn't he? He may have been working in Memphis for a while. <laughs> I was working in Memphis. Winking in Memphis. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll say, what gong was your show. answer? Would you gong consider? Show? Yeah, gong the gong show, show was a game show, but it was. Yeah. yeah that was, I mean, and then the, the, the list that I read said, like, it. I don't know what you consider this game show or not, but American Gladiators, Battle of the Network Stars. Yeah. They uh, had that in the gonna, list. Uh, yeah, Ninja. It was a competition show. Yeah. Then that. Lights you can include Survivor, and I don't really consider that. That's true. That's show. yeah. I don't know. What did you come up with? What was your thought? What did you think on the favorite favorite game show? Gun to your head. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Yeah, yeah. I want you to tell the truth. What's your favorite game? That's show? That's it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting old. Um, I thought I was pretty good at Wheel of Fortune, but probably wasn't like you. yeah and I'm, I'm real great at oh no i'm not i'm not very good at, on the I couch mean, i am i am the winner exactly we're, right, we're yeah. all all americans when we're on our couch in the privacy of our living and room yell at yeah. people can't you see yeah. <laughs> right can't you although see? i think we all have to admit wheel of fortune is very very liberal with the term phrase very <laughs> often it's just a collection of words right. that go together this is not well, a phrase well, they've run out of phrases yeah, by now yeah i haven't watched wheel of fortune in we watched years. it last night and drew's coming home and i'm going i hope he doesn't get here before this show i hope he gets here after the show is over so he goes oh my gosh what if i come back well, is sajak retiring i feel yeah, like I he's heard in his last year right now yeah so vanna's gonna continue without him yeah no, she sure. needs no, some continuity uh, ryan seacrest is the new host yeah, well, but Vanna's going to continue, continue without, with, without say Jack. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. I'm yeah. sorry. Seacrest yeah. is going to host? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know about that. Well, yeah. Well, it is what it is. I, Drew Carey's done a pretty good job of prices, right? I found that quite interesting. Yeah, I interesting. thought so too. Yeah. Yeah. That he wanted that, that he really sought that job out at the time. It's a pretty cushy job. You it don't is. have to you don't it have is. to remember lines and you got the little microphone that looks like it's something you should clean <laughs> yeah, your ear out with. You know right. what, what was up with that? I mean, Gene Rayburn had the same thing in match game. You know, that it's like this something this is the game show microphone. It, it kind of I think it was the pickup pattern. I think it because it, it had a very liberal pickup pattern and very wide pickup pattern. Oh, okay. I think that was just so the for, design. So of especially it. for uh, Price is Right, so you can get the guest. I think so. Yeah. Um, it's it's like the microphones that the announcers and Ted Lasso use. They've got the little lip on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are 
actual Those are real micro- things. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. so they're they're designed to reject outside noise. Mm-hmm. And so you hold them up, it looks like you're trying to shave your upper yeah, lip. Yeah, it sure does. You know? yeah. So, but yeah, the, the skinny neck mics were kind of cool. I don't know if I could pick a favorite game show. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go Match Game, the original with uh, Jane, Jane Rayburn, just because it's such I'd like a- to watch some reruns of that. I, I don't know that it the- holds up. Well, I just when you were talking about earlier about the risque side of it, I, mm-hmm. I, that brought back giggy, gig, giggly. Yeah. What <laughs> brings back? What? I'm having trouble talking today. Yeah. Um, Do you have a stroke sound? <laughs> <laughs> What's this one? Let's see what this one is. And at that point, Jay realized he had had a stroke. <laughs> Different strokes, huh? Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like Gary Coleman on the last rim episode. Shot. We did. Yeah. Is there a rim shot? There's yeah, there's a rim shot. I think it's oh, no. not it. No, that's no, it. That's I think it's it. the third one from the bottom. No. no. We'd never get that. That's there it. You go. Okay. Come on. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I, I was probably too thing, young to be watching match game at the time that I was watching. You probably it. were. But I remember there are a lot of that. Well, yeah. Truth or Dare was got a little risque at times. Truth or Dare, yeah. Wasn't okay. that a game show? Yeah. Yeah, and then the dating game. Truth or Consequences. Truth or Consequences. Yeah, that was the Bob Barker one, but Truth or Dare sounds kind of funny. Yeah, I know the I think game they, we all played, but yeah. Truth or Consequences was the one that... But there was also the dating game. With oh, Chuck, my God. It was Chuck, Chuck Woolery. Yeah. It's Chuck Woolery. No, yeah. not Chuck Woolery. Um, He's, no, it wasn't Love Chuck. Connection was Chuck, Chuck Woolery. Woolery. Love, Love Connection. Connection. I cannot remember the guy's name that was... Um, and I don't know that he ever did anything else. Other than no, Bob, I can, Bob I, Eubanks was the Bob Eubanks uh, was newlywed game. Newlywed game, and then what was the game I just said? Uh, uh, dating game. Dating game. Was that older? Or yeah, you, or uh, it was around the same time. Okay. Uh, yeah, first aired December twentieth, nineteen sixty-five. Chuck yeah. Barris created it. Hold on, let's see if we can find out. Don't show yeah. Chuck Barris. Yeah, yeah, it looks like. Oh, yeah, it. he created a lot of game shows. Then it went to ABC in '73. ABC in '73, presented by Michael Bolton, Zoe Deschanel, Chuck Woolery, Brad Shearwood, were Shearwood, Elaine Joyce, Jeff McGregor, and Jim Lang. I was Jim Lang. Jim Lang. I'm sorry, that was really loud. Jim Lang. Wow. You, you like Jim, Jim Lang? Jim Lang was the host we were trying to think of. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger was on that show. Farrah okay. Fawcett was on that show. On the day? Oh, yeah. I remember Jim Lang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think sometimes they weren't real. Oh. I think a lot of times they may have had actors who were maybe legitimately looking for a date, but I think a lot of times they were. See, he was uh, he was the announcer for the Ford show and sidekicked, sidekick to Tennessee. <laughs> side Ernie. It's like a side Ford. hug. How do you do that? The Dating Game. <laughs> Hundred thousand dollar name that tune. We didn't even talk about name that, that tune. tune. Wow, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Kathy Lee Gifford was on that for a while. Man, when she was just Kathy Lee. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Before Frank Gifford came mm-hmm. into the equation, so um, he also appeared as himself on Bewitched, Laverne and Shirley, The Super Mario Brothers Super Show, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, and Moesha. Parker Lewis he was, Can't Lose. I love Thinking of Ferris Bueller. I love Parker Lewis yeah. Can't Lose. That show was a better. Ferris Bueller adaptation than Ferris Bueller's was. And it was way ahead of its time. Yeah, it really was. Way ahead of its time. So, I think we've got to couldn't watch that time. either because you were probably <laughs> college and yeah, studying. Yeah. Don't be watching that Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Don't watch that Ferris Bueller ripoff show. Uh, yeah, I definitely have no idea what you're talking about. So Really? Parker Lewis can't lose? It sounds familiar, but I'm quite sure I didn't watch it. It was only home for like a, maybe a season. Maybe I think a, two seasons. Does it? Really? It was okay. two seasons, yeah. 
Um, we should mention Bill Cullen. Have you? Oh, Bill Cullen. I yes, mean, they called him the dean. I think of game yes. show host. Who's yeah. Bill Cullen? He was on everything. He was on a bunch of things. But he it took would have been password in the 60s, over 70s. after he took password over after Alan. Uh, what's his name? Alan White. I don't remember. He was on a he Alan was on a Ludden, bunch of I'm different sorry, things. Betty White's though. husband, Alan. Yeah, he was on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. He may have been on a Press Your Luck at one point. I'm pretty Press sure. Luck, I want to say. I don't know. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Sorry, I can't help myself with that. So, and the big money thing that came from another show, and they're using that in Wheel of Fortune now. I'm like, that's the wrong show, man. Big money's from like Press Your Luck or something. I think it is from Press. Here's the interesting mm-hmm. thing I found about about the money because you know you see all these tens and thousands of dollars going out now, mm-hmm. and um, and I, was, I knew I keep coming back to because I was just more interested in the to tell the truth. But if uh, apparently the the imposters got a certain amount of money based on how many incorrect votes. Okay. So, if, so if they did a certain, if they did a good job of imposturing, uh, then if the celebrities voted for them as the real person, yeah. they got more money. But it was like $50 a vote in the beginning. Oh my God. crazy stuff. Yeah. And maybe for the whole episode, if, if they got it completely wrong, they might split, split, Three thousand dollars. the the amount of, amount of money was nothing. Yeah, at least compared to what we see now. So Kim told me when he won, who wants to be a millionaire? Um, you know, he had to keep it a secret until the show aired, and mm-hmm. then once the show aired, they FedExed him a check. It was actually DHL, I believe it was. Wow. FedExed it to his parents' house, mm-hmm. and the guy just left it on the front porch. Oh, really? <laughs> no idea what it was. God. I mean, it, it was just like any other FedEx. Yeah. You know, envelope. That thing. is too crazy. So they FedEx you the check. Yeah. And, you know, you go in and you sign it. You mm-hmm. go in and deposit it. And, and then, of course, you got to do a 1099. Just a few months later, half of it leaves. That's well, right. No, no. They, half take of, it, they take it at the They at take the it show. at the front end. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, and a lot of times, you like, if you win a car, you can you can just get ahead and get cash and take half cash. A lot of people don't leave with a car if they no, a car. Because they don't want to pay the taxes on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. I have an aunt and uncle that were on uh, Let's Make a Deal a couple of times back when Monty Hall was doing it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And cool. then you have a current co-worker, former co-worker for me, whose brother actually produces some of those games. Yeah, shows that's there. right. Kathy, yeah. we should have got, why do we have Jay? We should have got <sighs> Kathy in here because he's, he's producing, <laughs> what, what, what is Kathy's brother producing? He produces, uh, let's make a deal. Yeah. Uh, for one thing, he also did the, uh, the reboot of match game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in Culver city, California, uh-huh. I believe that's right. So, mm. All right. I can't believe we have not done game shows before now. Me either. We may have to do it again. Yeah, because we won't remember anything. So, do you guys watch Game Show Network at all? I don't. Mm -mm. I have seen it on. Occasionally, if I pass through and and see that there's something on there, like an old match game or old Hollywood Squares or something. When Ben Stein's Money was produced for the Game Show Network. Oh, was it really? It was actually produced for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When they were doing lower yeah. cost program, yeah. so yeah, and that's the thing about a game show; it's usually a, a low end, or used to be. I think now the production values are, are pretty high. Well, relatively speaking, it's not like a scripted drama where you've got yeah, special effects or huge. I mean, once you build a set, you know, yeah. you're pretty much done. Yeah, you build the set, and very little product post production is done. I mean, they got to mm-hmm. edit. I also have in. a friend that does uh, does sound mixing for uh, I think Wheel of Fortune and some things. Yeah, really, mm-hmm. we should have him on. Yeah. Can we could boot Jay out? Yeah. You keep saying that. Well, and he keeps coming back. We keep we wouldn't be who we were without Jay. Oh yeah. shucks. You have an all <laughs> shucks button over there? I'm not sure. I'm not that's Oh, who did all but you know that's one of those compliments that really could be taken into <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't be where we are without Jay. We would be much further <laughs> along. Right. 
All right. Any last thoughts on game shows? Last chance. <laughs> no. No, cricket. Well, that would do it. So, yeah, and you talk about a a a theme song that has entered into the the, the zeitgeist, as you called it a while ago. So the for sure the the Jeopardy uh, countdown for yeah failure. <laughs> so, all right, guys, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time around. <laughs>